My next guest is a longtime journeyman NFL quarterback who's now a coach. I want to welcome on Mr. Josh McCown. Josh, is everything going for you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Zach. Absolutely. Appreciate it. So you tell me you're getting into coaching your receivers coach over in Texas, and you said you're enjoying it? I'm having a blast. Um, I get to coach a great group of kids, um, get to be around my own sons that are that are playing uh, at the high school as well. And so uh, I'm just very thankful that they've afforded me the opportunity to do that. And uh, more than anything, especially when you move away from this game, as I've seen over the years with different guys that have retired, uh, being around it, being in it for me uh, has been so helpful. And uh, you get to watch, you know, some of my friends and, and buddies play on Sunday, but on Friday I'm in it, uh, you know, from, from, from Sunday to Friday in it uh, with these high school kids and, and getting to share part of the things I've learned over my, over my time uh, with this game. And that's been a real blessing. So a lot of good times. Um, we're having a blast. We're in the second round of the playoffs right now. And, and, cool. and it's a lot of, a lot of fun. So uh, we love football in our house and we can't get enough of it right now. Did I see that your son committed to Colorado? That's right. That's right. He's going to be tough. Uh, we're excited about that. Excited about the guys that they have there, Coach Durrell and their staff that they put together. Um, he's looking forward to, to, to joining that group. So I think I saw your tweet like a month or two ago, and it was, I think, him in the uniform. And I'm really like, I need to pump the brakes on Arch Manning. There's a new McCown in town. <laughs> so that's, that's exciting. That's yeah, awesome. no doubt. We're, we, we are excited. Um, you know, uh, I think Arch Manning, uh, the, the, uh, it's, it's warranted, you know, obviously, when you, when you come from that pedigree, yeah. uh, expectations are high. But for all these, all these young men, especially that have, have had, you know, you know, relatives, fathers or whatever, play in the NFL, uncles, um, you know, it, it's so there's so much pressure on them to kind of live up to that thing. And that's been the biggest thing. I would say the same thing to Arch as I said, tell my son, oh, and just go play and be you and be, be your own brand and be your own style. And, uh, and I'm proud of my son for doing that. He's working really hard. He's excited. You know, he'll be excited to take the next step right now. We got to, we got to whoop up on Belleville and, uh, this week, but, uh, but, um, you know, he'll, he'll be excited that day comes when he gets to go to Colorado and continue his career. That's awesome. And then speaking of coaching, did, did I see you were in the running a couple of months ago for the Houston and the Philly gig? <laughs> uh, you know, th there were conversations for sure, but, uh, it, it, you know, the timing for me is just, it, it didn't line up right now. And as I said, I got, a, you know, sons that are, uh, you know, juniors and seniors, another daughter that's in eighth grade, uh, we just have uh, our first grandbaby born. And, oh, and congrats. So a lot of things happening in our family that just, it just, you know, the timing's not right. I hope one day that that's, that that's out there for me. Um, it's certainly a desire of mine, but, uh, but I'm really, really pleased with where I'm at right now. And I uh, was thankful to, to be able to, you know, be in those conversations with those people and uh, that they thought enough of me to do so. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of these days, maybe that's, that's my future. But uh, right now the focus is my family and, and this high school football team. And I saw in a previous interview from about a month ago, you said when the high school football season's over, if any NFL teams are coming calling, <laughs> you might be interested. Is that still up in the air or? Well, you, you, you never know. I, what I, I joke, because I just say, you know, I've kind of joined a team any way possible, you know, throughout my career. And so uh, all I've known is that every time I make a plan, uh, I feel like the good Lord laughs and something else happens. So, um, so, you know, who knows is all I'm saying. Uh, I, I don't have any plans on doing that right now. I'm very pleased and we're hoping to continue to make a long run. I believe we can make a long run in, into the playoffs here. And, uh, and so, uh, there, there won't be much time left um, to play after that, but, uh, but I'm staying loose in the bullpen. You know, I get throws every day at practice working with my guys and, 
you, you never know uh, just with the way my career shook out. But uh, but no, there's not any. I'm not, you know, vigorously training, hoping that the phone rings, um, you know. But if somebody was in a pinch and an opportunity presented itself, I certainly would would at least listen. So uh, we'll see what happens. So I know Taylor Haneke played admirably well against Tom Brady, but if you were interested, I'm sure you'd start against Carolina. <laughs> I don't know. Taylor played, Taylor played a pretty good game, uh, you know, and I think – but for Tom, I wouldn't even be thinking about it. But you look over there, you see somebody 44 doing it at a high level. And I've never done it at that kind of high level. But uh, but it gives us 40-something guys, you know, a little hope. Maybe, you know, maybe I still want to play. But uh, but I'm having fun coaching receivers. So I'll let, I'll let Tom carry that mantle. He's doing well uh, with that for sure. I want to ask you about some of the first-year quarterbacks. And obviously, Mac Jones doesn't count in this category. But a lot of them are struggling. Are you surprised at that? No, I mean, this game is hard, man. Uh, and I think I think we've had anomalies over the last few years where guys have come in and played well, but you look over the course of, of history within our league and guys coming in and lighting it up their first year and playing at a high level and sustaining that is hard. It's just, it's a hard, you know, this is the best of the best. Uh, so, uh, and then by, by nature, inherent in being picked very high in this league means that your team was bad the year before. And so you add a, you know, a good football player into a bad football team or a team that's rebuilding, there's going to be struggles. And so I don't, none of that surprises uh, to me at all. And, um, and I, I think it's a credit to the guys over the, over the years, the last 10 years or so, the Lamars and uh, Andrew Lux and Matt Rines and Joe Flacco's way back, all the way back to 08. I think that, that those guys have come in and play well, but, but, you know, even Pat coming in and sitting behind Alex, uh, I think that's a better formula, you know, over time um, to help these guys, you know, put their best foot forward. But this game is hard, and it, it's a constant reminder every year. And I know we want to chase the early success, and we want to hold these guys to the standard that we saw in college. But um, unless you're coming into a unique situation where the kind of table is set, the team is good, I think we're seeing that a little bit with the Patriots and Mac Jones, where you had a little bit of better organization, team structure around him. It's affording him the opportunity to play some good football, but by and large, it's hard on these young guys early. And so I think we need to kind of limit our expectations a little bit. Yeah. And then when one of the quarterbacks in one of the cities you actually played in, that's we got people, I guess, need to temper expectations, the Jets and Zach Wilson. What do you make of their season with the Mike White win over the Bengals and then what happened against Buffalo? What are your, what's your take? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think all of a sudden you see Mike White play well and everybody's like, well, maybe it's, it's not Zach. And then now, you know, kind of reality sets in for Mike White also. Uh, and uh, again, they were picking at the top for a reason. They're rebuilding that thing. I think they've added some good pieces personnel wise. Um, they feel like they've got their coach and, and Robert Sala. Um, I, I know you would like to see them begin to play better on defense because he's a defensive guy. Um, but I think it's an organizational structure that they're, that they're trying to put in place. Uh, Zach certainly has the talent. Like you, and you've seen that this year. You've seen some of the throws that you saw in college. Uh, now it's just fine-tuning that. And, uh, you know, they had the unfortunate loss of, of, of Greg Knapp, who's, a, who's I think, going to be a big voice for them yeah. offensively. They've added some people in that building that can help them. But you're taking, you know, a first-year offensive coordinator, a first-year rookie quarterback, you know, in LaFleur and in and Wilson and putting those guys together, there's going to be bumps in the road. And they're, they're all figuring things out. Um, uh, but, at, you know, there's no, you know, set formula for success. We've seen different offensive coordinators come in with, you know, with veteran quarterbacks and not get going. So 
Um, so this thing's, like I said before, this thing's hard, um, but I think the talent is there in Zach Wilson. I think there's some things to be excited about and, uh, and they've just got to find their way and they just got to keep, you know, keep building. I, I hope, you know, you like to see this back half of the season more yeah. than anything, I think make strides defensively, you know, with, with the expertise uh, that coach Salah has make strides defensively, let the young quarterback keep growing and then keep building in the off season and in this thing, you know, you know, ascending, and feeling good about your team uh, going into the offseason. What are your thoughts on some of the poor quarterback uh, quarterback play we've seen over the past couple weeks? Obviously, Mahomes has had his early struggles. Josh Allen against Jacksonville, and now Stafford in two past primetime games hasn't really delivered. Do you think it's just early season jitters, or are you making anything of it? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's still early. Yeah, we can we can chalk it up. And I, I mean, now, you know, all these players, especially these quarterbacks, are probably saying, thank God for this 17th game. You know, so now we can we got another game to tune it up. Uh, you you want to see Stafford play better. I think that the, you know, you added Beckham. So that there's an element there. And obviously the, the Robert Woods loss is going to be huge. Um, but, uh, but you want to see him play better. He's a veteran player. And for years we've said uh, that, you know, Detroit, the struggles organizationally, you know, fill in the blank on all those things. And now he's with a great offensive mind like Sean McVay. Um, and so, and I think he will, I think, uh, for him, I think maybe the first time playing in such a well-rounded team, you know, he had a few teams there in Detroit where they were really good, but, uh, but from top to bottom, a, a well-rounded ro- roster, certainly star-studded roster. And uh, so, um, so you're hoping that these two weeks are hiccups that he takes back off and, and, and continues to play like the player that he can be. So I, I think that's the most disappointing. I think Pat um, just continuing to tighten up, uh, and play uh, good football from the pocket, you know, and um, you don't have to go out just, just, you know, you don't have to go out there and, and, uh, and do Pat Mahomes things every game. Just go be Pat Mahomes. You know, and I think that's the biggest difference is you cannot go out there and that, you know, you scrambling and kind of those things aren't plans. Like the, the, that's not a game plan. Go out there and go, I'm going to run around and just, you know, over time, that's not sustainable. What we've seen and what we see from the dude down in Tampa, that's 44 years old is, Sit back there from the pocket and make throws. Sit back there and make throws and execute and, and let the other things be icing on the cake. I think coming out of the year watching Alex Smith play, yeah. he was more in that. We highlighted all those other things, all the cool Patrick Mahomes things, but he was more in that vein. And as those things became more highlights, they, they became more of kind of what he was trying to do all the time. I, it seems like this last week, you know, to me, they reined him back in. The, 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 the footwork was tighter playing from the pocket, playing on schedule. The rhythm of the passing game was tighter. Uh, and uh, I th- you got a better output. So I think that's where he needs to live. You know, that's that's what we've seen over time that is sustainable is, is making throws from the pocket. And he can do that. It's not like he's he's a guy who needs to run around because he can't do it. He can stand back there and make every throw in the book and then some. So I would encourage him to continue to do that. Um, and then the same thing for, for, uh, for the Bills and, and Josh Allen. Um, and, you know, his playmaking ability, I think what they're still trying to figure out is getting getting Diggs back rolling. When they were successful, Diggs is catching a lot of balls. And so they've got to find that mix and that formula, uh, you know, down the stretch. And I think they will as they go into the playoffs, and they'll be a tough team to beat. Yeah. And then with the with the Cowboys, are you surprised at how quickly Dak has regained his his, his form from last year? And they're, they're, they're taking on KC this weekend. That's right. It'll be a, it's, a, it's a marquee game to me in the league this weekend. And uh I'm not surprised. I think that's who he is. You know, you guys that have been around Dak, I've, I've had moments with him, you know, spent time with him and, 
this guy's dialed in, man. He's dialed in. Um, I, I believe that he he operates in that space of the Drew Brees and the Tom Brady's and that that mental edge and that mental space uh, with a football team from a leadership, but holistically what he brings to the table and uh, and how he plays. And so um, so I'm not surprised. Uh, I think this team is is taking on his identity. That's why they played such good football this year. I think they will continue to play good football. I think this will be a great game Sunday um, between two really, really fine quarterbacks. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think Denver's an anomaly, you know, for, for, the, for the Cowboys. I think they're playing good football. I think Dak, Dak continues to play good football. And it'll be a fun one to watch this weekend. I've got a couple of questions about your career. How did you go from Sam Houston State to a 20-year NFL career? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, you know, I, I tell people, but for the grace of God, now, I, you know, I played down there and, and I was all set to play basketball for the team, you know, for the Sam Houston team. I talked with the coaches. That was my first love. And these scouts keep coming around and they keep telling me like, hey, man, you know, you're going to get drafted. And I'm like, yeah, well, my older brother, they told my older brother that he didn't even go to the combine. And, you know, I'm just I'm, a, you know, I'm gonna have some fun playing hoops. And, you know, and, you know, long story short, got redirected and, and people were like, no, you, you're not playing basketball like you're going to the combine this. And then, you know, one thing leads to another and end up getting to play in the senior bowl and getting drafted. And, and you know, once you're in. Then it's just, you know, you got to catch some breaks. And I was very fortunate to, to, uh, to catch some breaks, have some things go my way uh, over the course of my career and, and, you know, get to be around some good people. And kind of right when I thought I was out, got back in. And, uh, and you know, it's been a fun journey. And I think more than anything, you know, just, just belief, you know, uh, in, you know, the guys around me. Every time, I, I tell people all the time, every time I went to an organization, I was kind of a stopgap guy, you know, Go work with the young guy. Every time I went into an organization, I thought we're gonna. I'm gonna lead them to the Super Bowl. Like I'm gonna start day one. I'm gonna. And I believed it in my heart, and I and I, and I do this day. I went to Oakland thinking that. Went to Cleveland thinking that. Went to Tampa thinking that. Um, and and I, I came up short. Uh, but I, I just believe when when you go in with that mindset, you set that bar so high. Even when you come up short, you might level off at something pretty good. And and so hanging around for almost 20 years to me is is pretty good. And I'm very thankful for that. And and I look back and go, I think it's because of the belief that I, I went into all these things, you know, with. And we didn't get it done at any of those places. Um, but, but I dang sure tried. I dang sure believed we could do it. And, uh, and uh, you know, I will continue to operate th that way the rest of my life. And, uh, and, and, you know, hopefully, you know, as I move into coaching, you know, be able to, to maybe check that box off one day. How many teams did you play for in the league? Uh, yeah, I got to go back into my jersey. <laughs> room and count it's, it's 11 or 12 or 13 Jesus. you know it gets iffy when you start counting like I was there for an off season but I got traded or I was there you know so uh I really don't I if people ask me all the time and I probably say a different number every time I know it's double digits uh it's 12 or 13 I think at least um so yeah it's it's wild so how many times have you did you move because you probably were just all over the place yeah so we moved um let's see from 02 to 2010 we moved a lot we, we were we were uh let's see arizona oakland detroit we moved all those places down to miami or, or arizona detroit oakland down to miami uh up to charlotte and this so that's four or five right there and then we kind of stayed in charlotte because i was out of the league and I was back in it was a bunch of series of one-year deals oldest daughter was in high school at the time and so we didn't really want to move so we kind of stayed in Charlotte and then I would go and they would stay and I would go and, you know, we'd go kind of back and forth during the season. I'd go home in the off season. 
So we had a, and we thought it was, a, you know, hey, we're only going to do this one more year. So it's not bad on our family. I want one more year. Well, we end up doing that like eight years, you know. So don't recommend that for anybody um, to, to, you know, to kind of spend those years apart. Um, but I, you know, it's a credit to my wife. She's unbelievable holding our house down and, and keeping things together and, and, and our kids and uh, how resilient they are. And it, but it's, you know, it's a fun life too. You know, they're getting to come to watch these NFL games and, you know, to be able to, you know, play catch with these boys uh, in NFL stadiums before games and stuff like that. I'm very thankful for. Um, so it's been really cool. But, uh, but yeah, that's the, that's the hard side of it. People don't know about that. It's just, you know, you're living apart from your family, you know, for six months a year, you know, every, every year. And I know we have, you know, servicemen and women that, that go through that and I'm not the only line of work. So yeah. sorry for complaining, but it is a, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride. A lot of, a lot of houses for sure. You know, yeah. a lot of rooms and thank God my wife likes decorating because she gets a few <laughs> years. Was, was there ever a point um, during your career where you were like, you know, this is probably it. I'm not going to get another phone call. This is probably, this is probably it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, and then, I, a phone, I, and then a phone rang. Yeah. And then the phone rang. I, I mean, I remember leaving, finishing Oakland and it not going very well. Uh, you know, my games there and thinking, you know, I'm not going to, you know, the phone's not going to ring this off season. And then, you know, Bill Parcells and uh, the Miami Dolphins are rebuilding and they call me say, hey, come down here. We're going to draft a young guy. Probably, and we want you to be, you know, in a mix there. And, and then after that situation, uh, you know, going to Carolina, finishing, you know, a season on IR and then thinking, you know, phone's probably not going to ring. It didn't ring for a year and going to the UFL and kind of thinking I'm done. And then uh, somebody actually calling me. So uh, the Chicago Bears. So, um, so yeah, several moments. And that's what I mean. I kind of, you know, I, I look around and go, okay, you know, how did this all work out? And kind of, whatever you believe in, I, it's just the grace of God that I got to get another chance and go, go play again. And I'm very thankful for that. And, you know, just, just, you know, just when you, when you thought it was safer, it's kind of like Jason and Friday the 13th, just when you thought he was dead, he comes back, you know? And so, uh, so, you know, I, I've just been, been very thankful to, to, uh, to get afforded another opportunity, you know, every now and then and, and, you know, get back in. So. Yeah. And I saw an interview with Jay Cutler, your beginning of your career, you were just kind of going for to be the starter. And then at a certain point you were like, I just want to help the team. When did that change? Yeah. I mean, I think kind of after that year out and coaching high school football uh, and getting a fresh perspective on what it meant to kind of help and coach from the sidelines and the realization being out of the league of just going, okay, like those starting opportunities and those windows, those are over. You know, there's, there's, there's no, you know, like now, I was an open day starter two or three more times, but it was nobody was doing that with the intention of me being the franchise quarterback. It was just because, you know, we didn't have a guy or, um, you know, we were getting a young guy ready. Uh, but um, but I knew that those windows were over and I knew that my best bet uh, to, to maintain employment was to be able to serve the team in a different way. And, you know, starting quarterback has so much on his plate uh, week in and week out where he's got a he's got a you know, watch film and he's doing media and he's, and he's got all these other things uh, pulling at him, appearances, whatnot. And so to be able to watch extra tape, to be able to help him with reminders uh, and to be able to kind of help him with the pulse of the team. Hey man, this guy's a little bummed. He caught, he didn't catch any balls yesterday in practice. Let's, let's, let's make sure we get him a ball or two in practice because sometimes that's how it works out. Things like that. I think you can serve the, the starter that way. And then the same thing, uh, you know, the thoughts of the starter, what, what, you know, how he feels about a play, you know, you're sitting there spending time with the quarterback coach and the coordinator and, and, 
you know, they're saying, hey, I like this play. I love, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking this play for the first call on third and long. And you're like, ah, man, I just sat with the starter. He ain't feeling that play. He, he just doesn't see it. Like, you better off scrapping that one. So I think, you know, doing those things, trying to fill in the gaps, I think you find ways to serve your team and, uh, and bring value. And I, that's all I think when I got back into the league after being out, it was just bring value to the team, bring value to your organization. What can you do to bring value um, when you don't get to touch the grass? Because as a coach, as a high school coach, you stop at the sideline and those guys got to play. And so um, so it's what can you do to bring value to that kid's experience when he goes out there and plays and he can help our team win. And it's the same thing as a backup quarterback at times. So that was really my thought process. In your opinion, who, who's the GOAT backup quarterback? <laughs> the GOAT backup? I don't know. I mean, what are we measuring this thing by? Are we measuring it by championships? I guess just duration, just a di- number duration. Of Chase Daniel fits. You are definitely all in the running. He's on the run. I mean, 50, Frank Reich, 50. obviously, you got to put him in the running. Frank Reich's in the running, went in, you know, had a huge game. I think Jeff Hostetler, the Giants years ago. What a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl. You know, so. uh, I don't know if Trent Dilfer falls in that deal because he won a Super Bowl in Baltimore. I don't know if he was a backup yeah. or not. I can't remember. But yeah, uh, no. I think I think you have to put Hostetler up there high because of uh, winning a championship. You have to put Steve DeBerg in there because – he kind of like me and Fitzy. He went everywhere and played a bunch of games, which, you know, step in. But modern era, I don't know, man. It's, it's does, Warner, does Warner count? Warner kind of counts. He kind of – first-year Warner counts. But after that, it's he turned into <laughs> a franchise. Like, I think if you turn into a franchise guy and you get big money, you you don't get the title no. anymore. Yeah. Like, no. you know, you, you have to stay living in the basement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I, somewhere, I, you know, Fitzy, to me, modern day – is is I would have to give the goat back up too. Uh, for yeah, sure. definitely. And I just got a couple more questions for you. What, what was your um a uh, couple years ago with the Jets? What, what was that t- your time there like? The time was good. You know, got to got to live in Jersey, got to be in you know greatest city in the world, and uh and and see those fans and feel those fans, and it was great. Um, uh, you know, and to me, once you're, once you experience it, you just root, I root so hard for them to get it right because they deserve to win. You know, that, that fan base, the, the, those, uh, that organization, they deserve to win and you want to see them get it right. And, uh, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, uh, uh, it was when Christopher Johnson was, you know, involved in, and, and, you know, running the team. And so, uh, got to know him and enjoyed getting to know him and, and, uh, and that organization and, um, and, uh, you know, enjoy, you know, being in foreign parks. So, uh, I root for them. I, I root for, for the Jets. There's some special times. Um, some Thursday night Thursday night game where we got after the Bills and that stadium's rocking and they're chanting Jets, 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 and it's it's special and there's nothing like it. And uh, so, you know, I, I hope the best for those those uh, those fans and that organization. I do think Joe Douglas is doing the right things. I think he's running it the right way. And uh, and I believe in them. I believe it's going to turn. Uh, it's, you know, and I know they hate hearing it, but give them time. It's going to get right. Um, you know, hopefully take some steps here down the stretch defensively to get better and uh, and get it rolling because um, because there's nothing better than that. That J.E.T.S. There's nothing better. It gives you chills yeah. about it. And uh, yeah. they need to get it rolling. Do you think do you think the, the Adam Gase stuff is overblown? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I, I think so. Uh, you know, he, he, but, uh, you know, I, I think I just don't feel like in the time there, obviously, they just they moved on because they weren't moving forward. They were just kind of spinning their wheels, and uh, and unfortunately, just you know, didn't get it, didn't get it done. And 
um, uh, you know, needed to needed to make you know bigger steps forward. And so, uh, you know, you are you know what your record says. And so, uh, I, I just I don't know that there was enough progress made. And so, whether that's you know that criticism is warranted or not, yeah. you know, is in the eye of the beholder. But uh, but certainly you know didn't get where they wanted to go. Yeah, and then let's go one, one last question for you. So you spent some time playing uh, with Darnell. He's now obviously with the Panthers. Obviously, the start of the season was great. He's having he's on IR now. Cam's in there. What did you see out of him that kind of gave you like, oh, this guy's got a this guy's got it, or this guy's got the gift that this guy's going to be in the league for a while? Because a lot of people have been counting him out. Yeah, I just liked his physical traits. I think you know he throws the ball extremely well and moves outside the pocket. Um, you know, Sammy's biggest thing is just got to continue to chase consistency and and. Um, and playing within a system and, and um, being disciplined with the football. And that's kind of, you know, the things that the up and downs and, and, uh, and I look back early in my career, same, same way where, you know, if you're in a situation like the Jets where the team around you isn't, isn't built and it's not necessarily where it needs to be, especially even more so than myself, you know, he's a first round pick, a top pick, a top five pick. You feel like, I have to make these plays. I got to make us good. And there's only so much you can do and you develop some bad habits. And, uh, and, um, and I think that's kind of what was going on in New York. Uh, and then they make the decision to move on and, and send him down to Carolina. Well, uh, I think he started out early this year playing, you know, within a football team and, and relying on the defense. And I think it kind of got away from him again a, a little bit. Uh, you know, and, and need, you know, needs to reel itself back in and chase the discipline. Obviously, they've added Cam, so who knows how that situation is going to play out uh, moving forward. He needs to get himself healthy. Um, but I do believe he can, he, he can and will have a long career, you know, because yeah. he, he can play, he can process defense, and, and he's a sharp kid um, and uh, just, just has to develop a process that allows him and, and, and helps him play more consistent um, over time. And, uh, you know, there's different bumps in the road and twists and turns and the way this thing starts. And um, and I still believe that the best is yet to come for him uh, because he's a very talented player and he's he, he's got a, a high level skill set. Um, so uh, so it's just finding the right the right mix of people. And uh, and um, he, you know, can get healthy, sit back there, learning the situation he's in. You never know how this thing uh, changes throughout this year. They've got a good football team. He may find himself back out there soon. You never know. Um, and so, uh, so he's just got to stay ready and keep learning from every situation. And as one last quick one, what's, the, what's it like to be the oldest guy in NFL history to ever play on a practice squad? It's great. You know, it's great. I'm not, I'm not setting any, you know, you look back at my uh, stat sheet, I ain't setting any records. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take what I can get. And uh, the oldest, oldest on a practice squad, uh, you know, I'll take that. That'll work for me. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it kind of sums up every everything in my career anyway. Um, but uh, but yeah, a lot of fun. That was fun last year, getting up and taking the kids to school and then hopping on zooms and and uh, being locked into the to the to the meetings in Philly and and being able to help them and then watch practice and all that was it was good stuff. And what a crazy time, you know, with COVID and quarantine and and quarantine QBs and practice squad members and. So, uh, so I think, uh, you know, looking back, you know, 10, 20 years from now, it'll be cool to say, Hey, this is, you know, I filled this role uh, for a team. So, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not holding up any Lombardies or anything like that, but I can look back at those things and we can kind of laugh and say, that was kind of cool.
there was one of those games with Philly. Was it last year? You guys were sort of almost in it to the end. And I remember kind of putting them in, into contention for the division. Yeah, two years ago. I was two years ago. There. Yeah, two years ago I was actually up there and uh, was a backup and, and, you know, working, got there in August. They had an injury to Nate Sudfeld. And so, uh, so they called me up and, and uh, you know, did the back and forth thing and coached ball on Friday nights down in Charlotte and then <laughs> back. Uh, back up there, you know, for the walk through unbelievable morning, and and uh, and Carson played some good football down the stretch uh, there, and uh, missed a lot of injuries, and we got that got got in the wild card round, and then obviously he gets hurt, and I end up playing in that in that wild card game. And so for me, another cool kind of feather in the cap to to play in a in a playoff game and a wild card game, and and uh, wish we would have wish we would have played you know a little better and got that game against the Seattle Seahawks that day, but uh, but so special to me. And the Philly fans, and you know, even even today, the messages, the, the you know, the mails, things I get from from Philly fans saying thank from you. Phil, Philly fans and nice messages. Oh yeah, I mean, really? I think, wow. Here's here's the deal. Here's the deal with Philly. They love. They're they're just passionate. I mean, they have a you know, we laugh about it. They have a, a statue of a fictional character. We're gonna say <laughs> in their city because that character had heart, and that character you know, gave it everything he got. And uh, so, um, so I think, you know, going in that game, going through everything we went through, playing with the, the hamstring injury, all that business, I, I think there was a lot of respect from Philly fans and appreciation. And, and, uh, and that's what I mean. Like, when you get to play in these cities, New York, Philly, Cleveland, and the passion of our game uh, is special. And it makes our game unique. And, uh, and to experience that in Philly firsthand, and, and like I said, the appreciation, it, it gives me chills. And, and uh, again, it's not Nick Foles. It's not a statue. It's not, you know, you, you, I didn't take anybody to the championship, but for me and my story, uh, it's very special and, uh, and one that I'll appreciate and appreciate uh, their support and, uh, and how much they, they love the game of football. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait to see you on one of these teams in like week 14 through 17 or 18 <laughs> competing for a, for a playoff spot. But do appreciate you taking the time. This is a blast. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on, Zach. Appreciate it.